It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six oh six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Thursday, and I swear I can see the weekend from here. Not a Friday, but you're almost there. All right, this, the story that I'm going to start with, is going to make some Democrats really mad, but okay. Turns out DACA has been repealed by the courts. And I'll go ahead and review a little bit of what DACA is, because it's been a while since we've talked about this. But this is the program that was started by President Obama to allow young people who have been in America as illegals to stay. So in other words, their parents snuck into this country illegally. They had a kid. Now, the parents are going to be deported. But what what about the kids who have been there all this time? And are they American citizens or were they smuggled into the country illegally? Now, some people would say, don't punish the kids. My answer is, well, okay. If somebody, when I was on vacation, somebody snuck into my house and became a squatter. And while they were there, they had a kid. I'm evicting all of them, including the kid. And if the kid gets mad, well, go talk to your parents. Don't get mad at me. They're not supposed to be here. So let's take a look at what happened. Story says President Biden lashed out at a federal appeals court after it ruled the Deferred Action Childhood Arrivals Program, DACA, was illegally implemented by the Obama administration. So now here's essentially, the, and this, we've been fighting this for nine years. The Trump administration tried to get rid of it, and I'll explain why that didn't work, because what the court ruling on that one was nonsense. But basically, here's what's happened. So President Obama did not go through Congress to get DACA. It was not even an executive order. He just had a directive. He just turned to these agencies and said, here's what we're doing. And therefore, we have DACA. So the Trump administration said, well, okay, we'll just get rid of it the same way. And for some strange reason, the court says you're not allowed to do that. Sorry, Mr. Trump, that's not in your power. And the Trump administration said, yeah, but it wasn't in Obama's power to do what he did, which is the case, which is what the court just ruled here. President Obama is not, was not allowed just to order this. Congress had nothing to do with it. It wasn't even an executive order. You can't just do this. We have a lot of cases where presidents have just decided something whether it was actually an executive order or not. And again, it's not, that's not the kind of country where we, the president can just order something and we just have to do it. doesn't work that way. We have different branches of government for a reason. There's a process for a reason. So in a statement, the president called the decision unlawful, which he's wrong, and urged Congress to make permanent legislation protections to help more than 600,000 illegal immigrants currently protected by DACA. On Wednesday, the story says, First, Fifth Circuit Court, this is a three-judge panel, denied the Obama administration lacked the authority 
or basically said they lacked the authority, to institute the DACA program. However, the court stopped short of judicially dismantling it, saying DACA migrants could continue to receive legal protections. Now, that's very strange by the court because they say, okay, Obama wasn't allowed to do this. This was not done lawfully by the Obama administration. But we're not going to dismantle the program. What? Okay, that's got to be fixed. So, okay, here's uh, President uh, Biden on this. I'm disappointed in today's Fifth Circuit decision holding that DACA is unlawful. The court's stay uh, provides a temporary reprieve for DACA recipients, but the one thing remains clear, the lives of dreamers remain in limbo, he said. Quote, today's decision is the result of a continued effort by Republican state officials to strip DACA recipients of the protection and work authorization that they have now held for over a decade. Well, I don't care if they've held it for over a decade. Let's go back to my analogy of, okay, somebody broke into my home while I was on vacation. I was away out of the country for a couple of months. Someone broke into my house and became squatters. Well, they're not allowed to be there. That's illegal. They have to go. That's my house. Get out. Well, they had a kid while they were here. I don't care. That's my house. Them and their kid needs to go. What if they've been in that house for quite a long time? I don't care. That's still not their house. They're not allowed to be here. So for those kids, and I really do feel bad for them, their parents broke the law and snuck into this country. Now these kids have been raised in this country, and they're looking at it going, well, why should we be punished? Well, go talk to your parents about that. Another quote here from the president. And while we will use the tools we have to allow dreamers to live and work in the country they know as home, Biden continued, it's long past time for Congress to pass permanent protection. Well, while I would agree with – disagree, disagree with that permanent protection. Again, I feel bad for those kids, but I disagree with the permanent protection. But if we were to do something like that as a nation, you do it by going through Congress, which is what the court was saying. So if you're disagreeing with me and you think that these kids should be allowed to stay, okay, then let Congress pass the law. That's how we do it. We have a process for a reason. Obama was never allowed to just direct this, and therefore we have it. We don't work that way as a country. The circuit court also ruled the story says U.S. government could not pass new applications for DACA and ordered a Texas federal judge to review the program. Quote, a district court is in the best position to review the administration's records in the rulemaking proceeding and determine whether our holdings as to the 2012 DACA memorandum fully resolve the issue and we will have a final ruling. Biden specifically blamed MAGA Republican officials for the court's decision. Yeah. All right. So, quote, my administration is committed to defending dreamers and so on. Well, okay. If you want to defend dreamers, I would say, Mr. President, you go, you go right ahead. That's what you believe. You go right ahead and do that. But you do it by actually going through Congress this time around, not what happened under President Obama, where the president just directed something and there we go. This is why it should have been shot down a long time ago. We waited since the Obama administration until today to have this ruling. This has been a long time. 
almost a decade here we've waited to have this ruling. This has been a very long time. And the reason we didn't get a ruling right away, well, there were some court cases filed against us because our courts move so slow, for one thing. And again, the Trump administration tried to change it, but the way the Trump administration tried to change it, the courts didn't like, which is still leaves me and a lot of other people asking the question. So you don't like the way Trump tried to repeal it, but it was okay for Obama to to create this program using the same methodology? That doesn't make sense to the courts. That doesn't make sense. If it was wrong for Trump to try to repeal it, then it was wrong for Obama to enact the program in that way, which is what the, the court finally said almost 10 years later. Why take so long? All right. So I know, of course... The Biden administration will try to fight this, and Biden will use his own executive orders and so on. But again, go through Congress to do this. Jim is in Casper. DACA is for kids that were brought into the country. If the kids were born here, they're U.S. citizens. Well, you're, you're right, but also there were kids who were born in the country, and this has been a point of contention here. Uh, but their parents are still illegal, and so their parents are going to get deported, but that leaves a minor in the country. Now what? That's also been part of the problem. 6.15, Wake Up Wyoming. Up and bottom of every hour, this is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six twenty two is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming, triple eight ninety seven Woods phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Just joining me, I'm talking about a court ruling DACA. Again, the Obama administration, Obama himself, tried to get DACA, the deferred action, whatever, 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 through Congress, and it wasn't happening. Now again, this is the idea that if the parents are here illegally and they brought the kid or even had a kid while here, then when the parents are deported, do the kids get deported too, especially if the kid's a minor? Or is it okay for the kid to stay? Is that an anchor baby if it was born here? What about if the kid was brought here while still just an infant? What then? So the Obama administration, one of those kids who had been here, grew up in America. Well, you grew up in America, so you're allowed to stay. They try to get that passed through Congress. They couldn't get it passed. So again, Obama just decreed it. And that's what the court said. Well, Obama wasn't allowed to do that. Story in front of me from Reuters. Former, former President Barack Obama, who Biden served under as vice president, created DACA in 2012 after efforts by U.S. Congress to grant citizenship to immigrants brought to the country as children. So these are kids that are brought to the country specifically. Texas and a coalition of states with Republican attorneys general in 2018 sued to end it arguing it was illegally implemented, which it was. And July 2021, U.S. District Judge in Texas sided with the states. And so what we've heard here today is an appeal. This was the appeal, and the courts, again, sided with the states. Obama was not allowed to do this. The president doesn't have that kind of power. So the decision blocked new DACA applicants from being processed. So as of right now, any kids... Maybe even you know, going to college, whatever. They want to stay in America. No. 
pre-existing recipients were allowed to continue because that, well, the grandfathered in for now. Biden administration appeal decision is going to go to the U.S. Fifth Circuit Court. This could wind up in front of the Supreme Court. People with DACA status can obtain work permits, social security numbers, and in some states receive driver's licenses and financial aid for education. That was all under the Obama administration. They can get all of that. They're just going to be treated as U.S. citizens. Now, again, I remember talking about this when this first happened way back then. And I even then used the analogy of, I'm sorry, kids, I really, I feel bad for you, but your parents broke the law. So if you're going to get mad at anyone, go get mad at your parents and go yell at them. DACA recipients have faced years of uncertainty, the story said, in legal wrangling. Biden's predecessor, former Republican President Donald Trump, tried to end the program but was stymied by the court. Again, that was kind of bizarre that the court told President Trump no. It was kind of weird that they did because, again, Trump tried to end the program in the same way that Obama started the program. So if, if Trump was not allowed to end the program that way, then the court should have also ruled, but we're also going to strike it down because Obama was not allowed to start the program. That, but they didn't. A Department of Justice spokesperson said the department respectfully disagrees with the decision and will continue to defend the lawfulness of DACA. Texas Governor Greg Abbott's office did not immediately respond, but Biden, of course, we talked about how Biden just said that he's going to try to defend this thing. But here again, Biden, go ahead and do the same thing that Obama tried to do but failed to do, and that would be go to Congress, go talk to Congress, and try to get a law passed. If you want this to be a legal thing, we have a process for this. So to me, it's not, it's not just a matter of whether these kids should be able to stay or not. It's more a matter of we have a process, and we have it for a reason. And we've got to end. I, I do like that when uh, Trump came into office, remember that the FCC had decided just to declare the Internet a utility and then implement net neutrality. And at the time I was saying, well, no, you can't just do that. This is a bureaucracy seizing control of something and then writing law, and Congress was not involved. And although I think President Obama wanted it, he never officially said anything, but officially anyway, President Obama was not even involved. It was just the bureaucracy deciding to do this. And nobody tried to stop it, even though Congress told the bureaucracy, the FCC, um, uh, not to do this. Still, though, they went ahead and did it. It wasn't until Trump got in office and put an end to it by executive order. So then they tried to get it passed through Congress, this whole net neutrality thing. And if you heard anything since then, well, no, you haven't. They haven't been able to get it through. Well, okay, so we don't have net neutrality because they can't get it passed. We don't have, we shouldn't have DACA at all because they couldn't get it through Congress. I think you get the point on that, right? 
I-80 John. Morning, kid. Morning, Glenn. The kids born illegal to parents is a loophole in the 14th Amendment. Yes, it's been exploited. Oh, yes. that's. Really, I think everybody knows that. Yeah. It has been challenged in court. Yep. Uh, that, and that's where we have a bit of a problem also with the difference between the kids that were brought here. So let, let's, let's separate the two so you know. DACA specifically deals with the kids who were brought here. So when the parents snuck across the border... They had a toddler or an infant with them. The parents stayed in America illegally until the kids are now, let's say, college age, ready to go to college, ready to become adults. What do you do? If if you're going to deport the parents, do you deport the kids too? And some people make the argument, but the kids were raised in America. Yes, but they were snuck across the border. They were born in a foreign country and snuck across the border with the parents. I don't care how long they've been here. But then there's that loophole that you're talking about, John, which also will fall under part of DACA, but that also brings us back around to the whole thing about anchor babies, that people will use that as an excuse to stay in the country using an anchor baby. That's got to be addressed, too, which I don't see being addressed in this court ruling, but needs to be because it has been used as part of DACA as well. Coming up on 630. Local news heading your way. Right after local news, upgrade update on your weather forecast after that. Then you and I roll back into, well, I'll probably have a different topic coming back unless you guys want to. Take a look. Call Glenn Woods now at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Time is 6.36. It's a Thursday. All right, triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. So this is a story here in Wyoming that I thought was just really interesting. I would like to see one of the packets that these kids are being handed out. So if you live in more of the western part of the state, Wyoming, like over in the Teton County, up and down the western area of the state, then you might feel the occasional little tremble of the earth. Your windows might rattle from time to time. Well, it's a highly active area, one of the most active areas in the country. Now, there's other parts of Wyoming that are active, too, but that's one of the most active areas. Yellowstone, part of it. The Tetons, part of it. Okay. So kids at schools in that part of Wyoming are being handed earthquake kits. Now, the earthquake kits is really mainly educational, right? Just to teach kids about it, what to do should there be a major quake. Now, there have been major quakes before in Wyoming, but it's been a while. You have to go back into the 80s, 1970s, before we had something that was big enough, really, to cause any damage. In fact, one of the ones, let's see, uh, 1959, magnitude 6.5, Yellowstone National Park. The aftershock killed 28 people in Montana. So some parents on the western side of the state might be getting some kits that were handed to the kids. The kids will study them in school, and then the school's hoping that the kids will bring it home. The parents probably know all of this stuff, but let's remind the parents, by the way, just in case there's some earthquakes. When I put this story together, which is on Wake Up Wyoming right now on the website, one of the things I thought of was how some people really panic and spread misinformation. I hate saying it that way because you hear a lot about that on social media and so on, spreading information, but misinformation. But let's look at this. 
a few years ago, somebody in the news media wrote up a story about Yellowstone National Park and earthquake swarms. Yellowstone can have a few thousand minor earthquakes every year. So small, people don't feel them. But seismic equipment will register it, right? And that's just because there's magma moving underneath Yellowstone. And, you know, so Yellowstone itself kind of ebbs ups and downs and lefts and rights. And as it moves, there's all these minor little quakes, right? So it was kind of news to some people. Even though geologists have known about this for a very long time, and it's made news before, but a lot of people have just never heard of this. So when the story was released about earthquake swarms, the first thing was from the cult of climate change. Yellowstone experiencing earthquake swarms. It's because of us. We're doing this. Yeah, because you drive an SUV and we burn coal and stuff like that. Earthquake swarms. Which, of course, you listen to the scientists and they say, no, it, it, it's always been that way. It's Yellowstone. That's just what Yellowstone does. Then I heard a gentleman who does, some of you might recognize him. He goes by Preacher in the Patch. He's from North Dakota, Williston, North Dakota. He works on oil rigs and so on, but he's also a minister. And he had put out, he has a, a whole bunch of radio bits that he plays. He bought time on various stations. And he's got like a morning a few-minute-long sermon or message every day on various radio stations around the region. And one of his messages was this, if you look at the Bible, this is signs of the end times because we have all these earthquake swarms. It's signs of the end times. So what I did, I just wanted to see what kind of reaction I would get, is to the group from the cult of climate change that was claiming this was all because of human beings, I sent them a little email with some of the studies from geologists talking about how earthquake swarms happen all the time. Then I also sent that same information to the minister who was saying it was signs of the end times. Neither of them ever got back with me. Even though I kind of knocked on their doors through email several times, none of them ever got back with me. You want to talk about denying the science. When you look at the science, it's just, of course, that's what Yellowstone's going to do. When you think about what's underneath Yellowstone. And when you think about what the Tetons are, how the Tetons develop, you're going to have, I mean, that that's an active fault line. Obviously, look at those mountains. And so you're going to have the occasional earthquake. And there's actually, you know, you, you can have like 100 within the course of a year here in Wyoming, most of which are so minor, we barely even notice them if we notice them at all. But once again, if we should, at some point, we'll have some some kind of a major event. It'll happen someday. Within your lifetime or not, who knows? But someday it will happen. And that's what the schools are trying to tell the kids. Just understand you live in an active area and these things can happen. But isn't it interesting? How, when I, and I went reading news headlines from back when that story came out about earthquake swarms. A lot of news media hyped it because, you know, they want the boldest headlines to freak people out because that's what people click on. And when you click on a story, there's advertising. That's how they make money. So there's all of these dire headlines. Oh, earthquake swarms trying to freak people out just to get them to read the story. But then if you actually take a look at what the, the geologists have to say, you find out that, no, this is just a typical thing. And if you want to live in the area, you're just going to have to 
deal with it. Nothing unusual is happening. Kind of like a hurricane hitting Florida. That's just Florida for you. 642, wake up Wyoming. A pleasant... Being some honest, letting some lie, letting you vent. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. 6.49's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off to the ice box we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. So, Frank, I want you to imagine you're at a baseball game, and here's some guy setting some kind of world record here, and he goes ahead and hits that baseball, and it's coming right at you. Do you catch it? I've had that happen to yeah. me, and I did not, and I got okay. booed. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, what, because you missed or you yeah, didn't try? Yeah, because I missed, yeah. All right. People were booing me. Well, sometimes you don't want to catch it. The fan who caught that Aaron Judge historic ball there. Two million. Uh, yeah. And so the IRS might want to talk to him. That's what he could sell it for. Maybe. Yeah. If he retains it. Yes. I mean, there's, it's just, yeah. I don't even know, I don't even know how you would calculate the, the story, that. I mean, like, like, like with a, like an asset, are they going to, are they going to tax you on a, on a baseball? Well, here's, here's what the story says. All depends on. What the Fisher Investment Vice President plans to do with the ball, this is the guy who works for Fisher Investment, okay. uh, if he decides to sell it. Now, this is where I bring in the point on this. It's just a baseball until he decides to sell it. Right. Then, depending on how much he gets for it, the IRS is going to step up and say, so you got $2 million, huh? You owe us. About 33%. Yeah. Give or take, yeah. Something like that. That kind of stuff drives me crazy, Frank. It really does. But that's what the IRS This The same IRS, by the way, that have people that hang out in Vegas. So if somebody wins big, they are like right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, your your limit there is like 600 bucks or 700 yeah. Like if you win 599 and something like that, yeah. a dollar under, you're, you're good to go right. after that. Uh, you need to sign this little paper. Uh, exactly, there. yeah. So there was recently a story where some Wyoming citizen in Vegas won a million dollars in one of those big slot oh, machines. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, and the IRS agent was there within seconds after he won. Really? Getting him to sign a piece of paper. Oh, they're standing by waiting. So it's just a baseball until he sells it. Two million dollars. The NFL tonight, the Denver Broncos will be at home to meet Indianapolis. The Broncos are 2-2 two two after a 32-23 loss to Las Vegas their last time out and did lose one of their main running backs in Javante Williams to a season-ending knee injury. That's bad. It's also not good news for a Bronco offense that has been barely functional. Colts come into the game with a record of 1-2-1. One, one. They're coming off a loss to Tennessee. They have a new quarterback this year, Matt Ryan, who spent his entire career with Atlanta. Broncos are favored by a few goal in the game. In college football, the Wyoming Cowboys getting ready for a new Mexico on Saturday night in Albuquerque. The folks trying to put that 33-16 loss to San Jose State behind them as they sit at 3-3 three and three overall, 1-1 one and one in Mountain West Conference play. The Lobos are 2-3 and three and 0-2 oh in Mountain West play following a 31-20 loss to UNLV their last time out. UW has had some real problems with New Mexico as Lobo defensive coordinator and former head coach Rocky Long is one of the best in the business at times. In last week's game against San Jose State, the folks seem to be out physical and usually that's the other way around. Big game for both teams. It's a 5 p.m star from Albuquerque on Saturday night. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. In 4A high school football this week, number one Sheridan will be in Casper to meet Kelly Walsh. It's the old-fashioned Capital Bowl. As Cheyenne Central will be at Cheyenne East. Natrona will go to Gillette to meet Campbell County. Laramie will be in Gillette as well to take on Thunder Basin. And Cheyenne South will be at home to meet Rock Springs. In high school volleyball, our latest Wild Preps poll is out. In 4A, Kelly Walsh remains number one. Thunder Basin two. Cody three. Laramie four. And Natrona five. In 3A, 
Lyman ranked first this week, followed by Mountain View, Wheatland, Powell, and Douglas. In 2A, Big Orange still number one with Burns second, Wright third, Rocky Mountain fourth, and Sundance fifth. And in 1A, Southeast is rated first this week with Riverside second, Cokeville third, Casey fourth, and Little Snake River fifth. In volleyball tonight, Cheyenne East will be at Cheyenne Central, Glen Rock will be at Douglas. In the NBA, former Wyoming Cowboy star Larry Nance Jr. signed a two-year, $21 million contract extension with the New Orleans Pelicans. Nance ended up in New Orleans after being traded from Portland and after some knee problems this last season, he really excelled in the playoffs with a 14.16 rebound game in the play-in game against the LA Clippers and had three other playoff games scoring in double figures. Nance was the 27th pick of the NBA draft by the Los Angeles Lakers back in 2015. That's it. See, now what we get as a big bonus is there's a company meeting today and that usually means lunch. Well, that's, you know what, and I'll yeah. take it. Fine. Yeah. And, you know, I'll, I'll take any bonus I can get. Sure. You know, especially because the your office is now right across from the kitchen. Right. Yeah. So, so. I can so I can nibble on the leftovers, yes, which is actually now two bonuses. You or three have the primo. In fact, if you're quiet enough, nobody knows that you keep slipping in there and snacking. Well, that's okay. Yeah, but everybody can see me go downstairs and do it. So, oh I, no! But in my room, they have the extra boxes of chips. Oh wow! It is a parade. Okay, so you got the big bonus this year. Yeah, right. chips. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Six is the time. It's a Thursday. That means the weekend's just over the horizon, just within sight. And according to Don Day, it's going to be just a beautiful weekend. He's on 745 to talk about it. And then possibly some colder weather, maybe some colder wet. Don't know about snow. We'll find next week. Maybe, maybe. We'll find out at 745 when I have him on. All right. Here comes a delicate topic. Warning. This show contains reference to guns. Liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, Torons, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. Now, we don't mean all Dave's everywhere. Just that day from San Francisco that calls up telling us why we in Wyoming do everything wrong, even though his city is such a damn mess. All right, I have been spending some time on this story out of Natrona County at the school board, Kelly Wash School, as I believe where it is, where there's been a couple of books there that are, wow, they... Um, they cross the line as far as I'm concerned. Some people are under the impression, well, it just talks about LGBTQ, trans, you know, that kind of stuff. No, it gets into very graphic detail, these books do. 
very graphic detail with drawings and pictures and language that I cannot describe the pictures on the air, and I cannot read to you the language on the air because it's, well, I get in trouble with the FCC. And with this radio company or Town Square Media, I'm not allowed to do that. That's how graphic some of this stuff is. And so there's parents objecting to these books because of the highly graphic nature as it talks about sexuality. And one of them, I believe, it's, you could pretty much say it's almost in comic book form. But again, the drawings, the pictures, wow, what they get into. And I just can't go into it on the air. But I'll give credit to Cowboy State Daily. And I did get a chance to meet the reporter, Claire McFarlane, who has been writing these stories. And she had the guts to buy the books and open them up and show the pictures and show the wording so you can go look for yourself. So if you wonder what we're talking about, go look for yourself. And that's what Natrona County schools are dealing with. At first, the school board said we're going to leave the books in the school, but parents are appealing, and this is on appeal right now. And the last article I gave you, well, what's the definition of pornography, the parents were asking? Because this clearly looks like it, and that's not appropriate for schools. If you want to talk about these issues or different sexualities and so on, fine. But this is over the top. So, again, I have to give credit to Claire. I'm going to send her a note complimenting her on this. So they just decided to ask an expert. Now, some of you, while I've been talking about this over the past week here, have sent me notes saying that this is essentially, when you read this material, when you look at the pictures, this looks like grooming young kids as far as their as sex and sexuality goes. It looks like grooming. Well, let's ask, ask an expert about that. And so that's what they did at Cowboys Day Daily. Books, here's the headline. Books in Wyoming School Library Groom Children, says sex crime investigator. Okay. This is a story that's getting really gutsy. Story says graphic scenes in children's book make minors more vulnerable to sex crimes, according to a longtime investigator who now runs a nonprofit organization aimed at preventing and combating child sexual abuse. They should get this guy to testify in Natrona County. They, they really should. Thomas Hampson of Illinois has voiced concerns to Cowboy State Daily regarding the two books that have survived challenges September 1st and remain at Kelly Walsh High School Library in Casper. The books are genderqueer and trans body trans selves. Okay. And again, if you go to the Cowboy State website, you can click on the story that I'm reading here and click on the links to see exactly what's there. And again, it's graphic stuff, just so you know. He called the books, he flat, this guy, This he used to be an investigator, now he has a nonprofit. Child sex crimes, child trafficking, child pornography, things like that. That's what he's done as a professional in his life. He flat out called the books pornographic. These books, he said, destroys children's innocence. Parents, churches, and government should not be in the business of protecting childhood or should be in the business of protecting childhood innocence, not destroying it. Now retired, he was selected in 1973 to serve on the Illinois Legislative Investigation Commission as a specialized, specialized in 
enforcement operations, which conducted multiple investigations into child sex predator operations. He now runs a foundation for that in his retired years. Quote, when children are exposed to sexually, uh, sexual activity, it piques their curiosity, reduces their inhibitions, makes them more vulnerable to be exploited by aggressive peers and also slick predators who are older than them. Hampson said, early exposure to sexual images and literature normalizes these acts, which makes it less alarming to children when predators groom them. Grooming can start as a sexual joke, exposure to soft porn eventually, sexual touching. It goes on from there. Then acts, sex acts. He says, quote, this is a problem that's going to come back and haunt us forever to come, he said. He also said there are many people in the United States who believe children have the right to experience sexual pleasure. And then there's people who are horrified by the idea. He said, I've seen the damage that does to people over time, citing early sexualization, promiscuity, drug abuse, relationship problems. He noticed that in nearly all the criminal cases, the law does not acknowledge the possibility of consent by child victims of sexual abuse. That premise holds true generally in Wyoming courts as well. The book advocates or this is a quote, the book advocates are ignoring the law, ignoring the laws against sexual activity for children, and basically encouraging children to engage in sexual activity early. The consequences are that kids are going to be sexually exploited, he said. Okay. So I thought that was really gutsy of Cowboy State Daily to take a look at the books. First off, they went ahead and, and took pictures of the books, which, again, you can look, and laid out the wording, which I cannot describe the pictures or lay out the wording for you on air. I'm not allowed. But you can go. I would encourage you, if you're interested in this topic, go look at it for yourself. Don't believe me. Don't believe me. Judge for yourself. So they have the article. They have the pictures. But also, what a good move here. Let's just go ahead and ask a guy who has spent a career now retired, but has spent a career dealing with, uh, again, abusing kids, child pornography, things like this, going after them. And he looked at these books and says, yeah, exploitation, inappropriate, grooming. That's what he called it. All right. So that, that guy, again, should be brought to Wyoming to testify in Natrona County. But again, if you want to Look at it yourself, which I would encourage you to deal with this yourself. I know some people have said to me, I understand what you're talking about. I don't think I could look at it. I get it. I really do get it. I went ahead and looked at it because I want to make sure I know what I'm talking about. I don't want to just say that I heard it, therefore it's true. I want to see it for myself. That's how I came to my opinion. Looked at it myself and went, yeah, not comfortable with this. 715. Wake Up Wyoming. 97 Woods, or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. Seven twenty is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Chester's listening over in Torrington. He just sent me something, which I thought, put all topics aside for just a second. This is fun. 
There is a police department that is hiring. They're in Fort Worth, Texas. And they're desperately trying to get more police officers there in Fort Worth, Texas. By the way, I do have a story for you today that shows that those places that are saying there's no way we're going to defund the police, you can forget it. Mayors who have said so, crime is down, not up. And those places who have defunded the police and basically caused police officers to quit their jobs, go somewhere else, crime is up. Gee, gosh, didn't see that coming, did you? All right, so this is uh, the Fort Worth Police Department. I believe he's the sheriff there at the police department. But anyway, what he's trying to do is get people to consider joining the police department. Well, howdy, folks. Officer Big B here. Are you looking for a new job? Are you ready to try something new that'll make a difference at doing something really great? Well, come join us here at the Fort Worth Police Department. We're hiring and we got it all. We got your patrol vehicles. We got your explorers. We got your Tahoes. And we even got your F-150 responders. Say what? Now, currently, you may not have squat. But come join us here at the Fort Worth Police Department because we've got SWAT. Yes, sir. We've got your armored vehicles. We've got your Bearcats. While these big machines here takes a licking, keeps on ticking. That's right, folks. You may be asking yourself, but Big B, I want horsepower. You got horsepower? Well, of course, of course, we've got horsey. Step right over here, folks. We've got our mounted unit right here. We have got our quarter horses. And even if you're lucky, maybe even a thoroughbred. That's right, folks. You're not going to find more horsepower than what we got here for you right here in Fort Worth, Texas. Now, you may be asking yourself, I'm an officer, Big B, that would rather hopper on a chopper. Well, folks, you're in luck. We've got your motor unit right here. We've got your BMWs for the roadway. Oh, yes, sir, we do. We've got your dual sport for the off-road. And for you eco-friendly folks out there, we got these bicycles. Oh, the only footprint you're going to leave is on the pedal. Now, folks, you may be asking yourself, do I have to be brand new to join our Fort Worth Police Department? No. Right here, we take trade-ins. Folks, we've got an amazing lateral program right here for all of you officers that are out there saying, you know what? I'd like to make a change for a little more cut change. That's right, folks. Come visit us here if your credit's good where you're at right now because we'd like to give you a chance to do that happy dance. Now, folks, I could go on and on about the amazing things that we got right here for you at the Fort Worth Police Department, but don't take my word for it. Give us a call. Send us an email. It doesn't matter if it's a.m. or p.m. Just send us that DM. And I'll tell you what, you talk to that recruiter and you tell them Officer Big B sent me here. And you come join us right here at the Fort Worth Police Department in Fort Worth, Texas. That's the Fort Worth Police Department in Fort Worth, Texas. Did you hear what I said? The Fort Worth Police Department in Fort Worth, Texas. We'll see you soon. Call now, 817-392-5591. That's 817 And the thing is shot video-wise, you got to see the ad. Video-wise, it's shot just like a used car ad. And it has balloons on the police cars and different officers posing, not moving, just posing. And they're holding balloons, too. Oh, it's just, the thing's just hysterical. So, yeah, if you want to be a police officer, you can certainly do it at the Fort Worth Police Department. If you're already a police officer, they want you. But... As the guy said, we'll train, we'll take trade-ins. Now that's fun. Uh, John, in Gillette, uh, he's over in Granite Canyon. Glenn, my nephew who is NYPD, told me that on his union website, City of Aurora, Colorado, is trying to recruit. Hmm. Okay.
Here's the story that I was talking about. Let me head over real quick to where I keep my notes. There is a – see, here we go. Violent crime decreases in Delaware City. Mayor says he won't even consider defunding the police. And basically the story goes on to talk about how well they treat the police there, how much respect they give them, decent pay. And the mayor saying, I'm not defending, uh, defunding anything, not doing it. And because of that, violent crime is down. The story says crime has decreased. Wilmington, Delaware, who's Democrat mayor, is on record as opposing any potential moves to defund the city police department. Quote, there certainly has been some people protesting police behavior, but across the board, we have one of the finest police departments in America. And as far as I'm concerned... Democrat mayor, like uh, I can't even pronounce his name, told Fox News Digital we're not defunding them. Wilmington, which has historically had crime problems, has doubled down. At one time, they were called Murder Town USA, has seen a 50% reduction in murders. There's also been 25% reduction in just shooting incidents in general and assault, 16% reduction in overall crime, rape, murder, robbery, aggressive assault, things like that, just overall crime. He attributes the decrease in part to community support for the police. The people don't want to feel under siege. So when they see a police officer, they actually are glad to see the police officer. They have respect for the police officer. They want those officers to be well paid. Quote, anytime we have police misbehavior, the chief is pretty swift when it comes to weeding out those people. He said that Wilmington is largely free from tension between police and minority communities that exist in some other places. In our community, everybody appreciates the nice job that police does. At the end of 2019... He said crime started to spike, and we immediately went into the pandemic. It was catastrophic across the country, he said. Well, that's where they decided to put more effort into police and fire and ambulance. I think that was uh, our system is completely collapsed everywhere else. But here, no, he said we did just the opposite of this. So now we go and take a look at some of the cities around America where they don't give this kind of respect to police officers, want to defund the police or do something else. The court systems pretty much don't prosecute anyone. The prosecutors don't prosecute anyone. Even problems where when someone is arrested for a crime, if they are arrested at all, they're pretty much turned loose by, well, within a couple of hours. Which what really, what lesson did that teach them? They will be minorly inconvenienced if they're caught with a crime. And I've talked about different cities, especially California cities, where stealing under $950 worth of material, don't even bother calling the police. They're not going to come after you. Don't even bother. Just forget it. Knowing that, this is why you see all of the shoplifting going on in cities like that. Because they know, hey, I can go in, grab whatever I want, walk out the door, and if someone tries to call the police, well, the police aren't going to show up. The criminals know this, so, gee, golly, there's a spike in crime? Didn't see that one coming, did you? So, all right, here is a police department where even a Democrat mayor gets it. Fund these guys, make sure they're well-funded and well-respected by the community, and, and foster a good relationship. And watch as these people protect your city, take care of the criminals. You gotta have good prosecutors too. 
people who actually will do jail time and other such punishments for real crimes and watch how crime in your city goes down. It'll never be zero, but you can get it to the point where it's actually safe to walk the streets, even at night. Coming up on 7.30, local news is coming away. Right after local news, update on your weather forecast. Then you and I will get back into it again. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number, 888-97-WOODS. Oh, it looks like the federal government wants to ban lead bullets again. I'll tell you about that coming up next. Wake up, Wyoming. and beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven thirty-six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Ladies and gentlemen, your favorite song. Well, I like guns. I like the way they look. I've heard this before over the years. There's a, a, ever so often an attempt by the federal government to get rid of lead ammunition. And the reason for wanting to get rid of it is, well, we're putting all sorts of lead into the environment. Bad for the environment. Concentrated lead. So, and then, of course, that gets into our food supply. The other animals out there can suffer because there's lead in the water, in the land, and so on. Okay. So they want some other form of ammunition. Problem is for those people who like to hunt, shoot in general is, well, lead is about the best thing to make a bullet out of if you want the thing to hold its shape while it's being fired and do what you want to do when it hits. If you can come up with something else besides lead, here's the story. Cowboy State Daily. Banning the use of lead ammunition on federal lands would be terrible for Wyoming's hunters and shooters, says Wyoming gun rights activists in response to a proposed federal action. Quote, there's no science to support the ban. Mark Jones, Buffalo told Cowboy State Daily. This will result in ammunition becoming cost prohibitive. Honestly, I think the intent, he says, of some of these folks is to reduce shooting and hunting opportunities. Jones is director of Hunters Programs, Gun Owners of America, and Wildlife Biologists, who worked for 30 years with North Carolina Wildlife Research Commission. Uh, Gun Owners of America has come out in opposition about the latest round, <laughs> latest round of proposed lead ammunition bans. The group's chief concern is that forcing ammunition, ammunition manufacturers to switch to lead alternatives, such as copper bullets, would drive ammunition prices up. Now, many rifle bullets in modern hunting ammunition have an outer jacket made of copper or some other metal. But still, they have a lead core, so switching to lead alternatives could double ammunition prices, he says, making hunting and target shooting simply unaffordable for many people. He says, quote, I think studies done in Europe showed that when they switched from lead bullets, the prices rose as much as 30%. Europeans either cut back on hunting or quit altogether. So far, lead ammunition, as well as lead fishing tackle, 
has is set to be banned by 2026 on several nav, national wildlife refuges eastern United States. U.S. Fishing Wildlife Service spokeswoman said Wednesday in response to an email from Cowboy State Daily. The move is linked to concerns that lead from spent bullets could poison wildlife or people who eat the meat from game killed by lead bullets. So Wyomingites should watch for developments, the story says, uh, particularly since so much of the state is federal lands, according to Jones from Gun Owners. He says, what we all know is everything federal government does, they do incrementally. Just because it isn't happening here now doesn't mean it won't. So here's a part of the article that talks about what is considered to be possible health concerns. Lead poisoning in people and wildlife is a serious concern, the story says, according to a petition sent to the U.S. Wildlife Services and Department of Interior uh, for biological diversity. The petition calls for a lead ban on all natural wildlife refuges. Quote, lead exposure affects many biological functions, reproduction, growth, development, things like that. Low, even low lead levels. All right, so... Previously banned for waterfowl, lead shot was banned for waterfowl hunting in 1991. That ban was promoted by concerns that bald eagles consuming the carcasses of waterfowl that hunters had shot and lost, left behind, was causing problems with them. Also, was concerned that ducks and geese were swallowing spent lead as they forged the field looking for something to eat. They thought maybe it was a seed or something like that they ate. Since then, waterfowl hunters use shotgun shells loaded with pellets made from other metals, steel, things like this. The ban wasn't instituted because ducks were getting lead poisoning, Jones said. It was instituted because bald eagles, which at the time were endangered. Okay, so unfounded claims, part of the story. Gun owners question the claims currently made in the proposal. That's basically what the story is about. Now, there's another one. Let me see if I saved the story from yesterday. Another one story that shows as much as they're concerned with birds and wildlife and so on, at the same time, oh, here we go. Eagle kill permits may get easier for Wyoming wind farms. Hmm. We've talked about this before. I'll probably bring this up next hour. J.W. and Guernsey. Let's ask where lead comes from. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's when it's more concentrated, you know, and a bird swallows it is what they're saying. Or if it gets into the water supply through a bullet, you know. 7.42 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Welcome to Wiggle. Wake up, Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven forty-five is the time. It's wake up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather, mainly because I wanted to thank him once again for just another gorgeous morning out there. It's just beautiful. It is a beautiful morning, and yeah. uh, we have more beautiful mornings to come. We do have this cold front though that's going to bring a little upslope. Okay. Tonight and tomorrow to some parts of eastern and central Wyoming. So. You're going to probably tonight and tomorrow morning see some clouds coming around, and tomorrow is going to definitely be cooler, but most of the showers will stay off to the east. But what we're doing, Glenn, we're just getting rid of it. We're making it come through tomorrow, so the weekend is good. So the weekend still looks like a real winter. Okay. So now I'll be outside all weekend. Just If you want to know where I am, I'll be outside. 
just enjoying the weekend. Outside. Yeah, okay. Now, we're still, I'm noticing the models are finally starting to come together, but I'm still what's, wondering what's going to happen next week. What does this look like? Uh, you know, we still got a lot of question marks. Yeah, okay. Um, the models are being a little uh, schizophrenic. Um, they're changing their minds every day. And uh, we are still going to tell you, like we said yesterday, that we do expect to change the middle of next week to colder temperatures and some chances for shower activity. We're pretty confident about that. And this is most likely going to arrive sometime late Tuesday or into early Wednesday. So that change is coming. It's just the, the, the degree of the change. Is it a big one or a minor one? And that's something we still got to sort out. Okay, so what you just heard, basically, let me, let me translate that. I don't know. That's <laughs> basically what Don Day just said there. I don't know, something's going to change next week, so we'll go into it. Okay, but still waiting for that door to open up, and then everybody's wondering where that first real winter storm is going to come from, which we a lot of times get by now, but I haven't had yet. But we haven't had yet, no. it's been It's really been a nice fall. Not only have temperatures been nice, and we haven't had a big, bad storm yet, We've had a fair amount of precipitation yeah. since uh, mid-September. So why that's are they being nice the fire to Fire dangers down, and yeah. it's been really nice. Yeah. Why, are they apologizing for past years up there in Canada? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> then, <Right>. Well, <laughs> I, I'm not going to go there because okay, there, there could be a lot of apologies. Yeah, there could be an apology. This could right. be a sucker to bring us all outside, huh? About Sucker that. hole, we yeah, call that's it. exactly that's right. right. All right, thank you, Don. Don Day with David. It's been so nice. I'm beginning to get just a little bit suspicious about this. All right, off we go to the ice box where Frank Gambino is waiting by. Okay, so Frank, uh, sometimes you might be sitting by a complete stranger, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. You ever have fun with that? No. Okay. I mean, like lean over and go. I have the plans. Do you have the diamonds? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. no, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, like that? No. Yeah, no. I, that's that's where I like to touch it. Or just turn to them and say, I'm so glad we have brown cows. Otherwise, there wouldn't be any chocolate milk. Right. I mean, if you if you have the the uh, the gumption to do yes. that with strangers, go for it. Yeah. No, Please don't do it with me. Right, okay. <laughs> I don't want to hear about brown cows. Yeah. So, yeah or how about the this? diamonds or anything. Like I, I like to turn and go, you know, nine out of ten voices in my head tell me I'm crazy. The tenth is just humming. Uh-huh. Just, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 me. Uh, All right, yeah. I or the the one time I turned to someone and said, you know, you should always knock before opening the fridge, just in case the salad is dressing. Right, just uh, to see, just to see what kind of reaction you get from a six. Uh, let's see, let's say pessimist is someone not to want to do that one. I have a whole list over here, some of which I've actually used on people. Oh, my <laughs> tallest finger loves giving people standing ovations. <laughs> <laughs> I have to try that one. Yeah, yeah. I used to think I was indecisive. Now I'm not sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah okay. In- Individualist of the world unites. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. Well, actually, one of my favorite ones. But, Frank, I'm just mildly dyslexic, right? Mm-hmm. Other dyslexics get the joke. If you're not, I can tell if you're not dyslexic because you won't. Okay. Dyslexics of America, untie. <laughs> 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 See, those are fun things to do. But mostly, I just like to make them think that the person, you know, so they just like scoot away a couple of inches, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so if you're space. sitting yeah. somewhere, like you're in the bleachers, you're watching some sporting event, and you would like to have a little more room, start saying things like this. Well, yeah, and then people will get out of your way pretty fast. Kind of scoot over, yeah. Okay, so you see, there's 
there's method to the madness and madness to the method, if you will. Right. right? And, and other people will give each other the high sign that this guy's a little bit weird, you know? Yeah. And they go, stay yeah. away from I like it when I've done something, and I've actually done some stuff like this, and there's somebody nearby who decides that, who I don't even know. That likes to play along. <laughs> this is this is what you do when you're out there. So, are you saying that if you're at a sporting event, you never screw with the people next to you? In not the stands? not really, no. no. Unless it's about beer or anything, or, or I don't yeah. know. After they've had a few, maybe who knows? Okay, so you're one of those boring guys who just enjoys the game. Well, I, I would like to, you know, I, I'll. I'll you know, converse with the people next uh, to me. I see. Okay. You know, but you know, nothing, okay. nothing then, on the nefarious side. Added to the list of reasons you don't want to go to a baseball game with me, Frank. Yeah. I'll embarrass you. It's all right. The NFL tonight: the Denver Broncos at home to meet Indianapolis. The Broncos are two and two after a 32-23 loss to Las Vegas and lost one of their main running backs, Javante Williams, to a season-ending knee injury. That's not good news for a Bronco offense that is barely functional. Colts, uh, the Colts come into the game with a record of one, two, and one. They're coming off a loss to Tennessee. They have a new quarterback this year and Matt Ryan, who spent the, his entire career prior to this season with the Atlanta Falcons. The Broncos are favor, favored by a field goal. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys getting ready for New Mexico on Saturday night in Albuquerque. The Bulls trying to put that 33-16 loss to San Jose State behind them. So they're 3-3 three and three overall, 1-1 one, one and one in Mountain West Conference play. The Lobos are 2-3 and three overall, 0-2 oh in league play after a 31-20 defeat to UNLV their last time out. UW's had some problems with the Lobos as the defensive coordinator and former Lobo head coach Rocky Long is one of the best in the business at times. In last week's game against San Jose State, the folks were off physical than usually. That, that's the other way around. Big game for both teams. It's a 5 p.m. start from Albuquerque on Saturday night. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. 4A high school football this week. Number one Sheridan will be in Casper to be Kelly Walsh. It's the old-fashioned Capital Bowl as Cheyenne Central will be at Cheyenne East. Natrona goes to the road uh, to Gillette to meet Campbell County. Laramie will be in Gillette to take on Thunder Basin and Cheyenne South with a home game on Friday to meet Rock Springs. In high school volleyball, our latest wild Preps poll is out in 4A. Kelly Walsh remains number one. Thunder Basin two. Cody three. Laramie four. And the Trona five. In 3A, Lyman is rated first, followed by Mountain View, Wheatland, Powell, and Douglas. In 2A, Bighorn still number one with Burns second, Wright third, Rocky Mountain fourth, and Sundance fifth. And in 1A, Southeast is rated first this week with Riverside second, Cokeville third, Casey fourth, and Little Snake River fifth. In the NBA, former Wyoming Cowboys star Larry Nance Jr. signed a two-year, $21 million contract extension with the New Orleans Pelicans. Nance ended up in New Orleans after being traded from Portland, and after, after some knee problems last season, he really excelled in the playoffs with a 14.16 rebound effort in the play-in game against the Los Angeles Clippers and had three other playoff games scoring in double figures. Lance was the, uh, Nance was the 27th pick of the NBA draft by the LA Lakers back in 2015. That's it in sports. Are we getting into baseball playoffs now? Yeah, they it? will start here soon, yes. Okay. Like the, I, at the, at the, at, yes. Thought I heard something about that. Who's Who's got this? I. You know what? The Los Angeles Dodgers won 160 games. Wow. It's only been done okay. four times in the last 100 years. Okay. Did that much. They've got, they put a lot of money into that thing. Yeah. You know, I'll, I mean, let me put it this way. They put a lot of money into that thing. Yeah. And they're, this is, they're, they're seeing results. Okay. The Dodgers are the team to beat. And the worst team out there? Uh, what, in, in the playoffs? Yeah, well, in general. Probably the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they're, they're terrible. Yeah, okay. Well, they're they're, they're intentionally tanking. Oh, it, or, really? Oh, well, so they can get better players. I think. Right, yeah. For you. Thank oh. goodness the season is over. And the Rockies are right behind them. Yeah, that's right. Oh, you guys were worse than us? <laughs> You'll get more It was close, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. A permit to kill more bald eagles given to wind farms around Wyoming. Yeah, they're doing that one again. 
Hang on, I'll explain the whole thing after we get out. There's some local business we have to take care of. National news, local news update on your weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Enjoy. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Thursday. Weekend right on the horizon there. Just like watching the sunrise. Almost here. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, Torons, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. There's always a disclaimer to the disclaimer. That's not all Dave's everywhere. So if your name is Dave, you're probably okay. It's just that Dave from San Francisco who calls this program and tells us why we do it wrong in Wyoming. And yet... San Francisco is such a mess. Yeah, because things are great over there. So they're they're the smart ones. We should listen to them. Sure. Okay, from, once again, another great article. I have to give them credit, which I did last Saturday. I was at the new headquarters for Cowboy State Daily as they had their grand opening there. It's a really cool-looking building, but that's a whole other story. And I complimented several people on the work that they do. This is a story titled, Eagle Kill Permits May Get Easier for Wyoming Wind Farms. I've been complaining about this for a long time. The first wind farm in the country to be cited for an eagle kill. Is that a golden eagle? Is that right, guys? And um, the answer to that, they, they were supposed to be fined and so on. And the answer to that from the Obama administration at the time was to give away permits. You want a 30-year permit to kill birds? Here you go, wind industry. Now, once again, let's take a look at the oil, gas, and coal industry. If an animal, like a bird, especially a rare one, even dies within sight of one of their rigs, and it has nothing to do with the rig, watch them go after those companies. Hardcore. But when birds get smacked out of the sky by wind turbines... Even groups like Wild Earth Guardians turn their backs, pretend it didn't happen. Here's the story. U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services proposing changes to the way permitting for eagle deaths is handled on wind farms, transmission lines, and other projects. Goal to expedite, to expedite, to, to, to pick up the pace of permitting while still maintaining or increasing eagle populations. You can't have both, by the way. Now, here's what they they, they want to go ahead and, and give these people permits to kill birds at the same time maintaining or increasing the population of these birds. You can't have both at the same time. Wind farms in Wyoming have faced high-profile fines for killing eagles, the story says. April, Next Era Energy pleaded guilty to violating the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. And was ordered to pay more than $8 million. Duke Energy, which operated few wind farms, 
was fined $1 million in 2014, death of 14 Golden Eagles. And Pacific Orc received a $2.5 million fine for 38 eagles killed by wind turbines. By the way, the first fine for a wind farm was the one just east of Casper, Wyoming. Shorey says the way the federal agency now handles permitting of eagles is called takes. So if, if a wind turbine killed a bird, that's a take. It service reviews applications for eagles uh, to take permits. If the agency issues a permit, it will include conditions for that specific project. So their proposed changes would create a faster alternative route to permitting activities that would have low impacts for eagles as well as establish measures to minimize impact for They're not going to have low impacts doing this. We keep putting up more of these wind farms. What do you think is going to happen here? Oh, and by the way, here they are fast-tracking this stuff. They're fast-tracking this. But if you're in the oil or natural gas or coal industry, how's that permitting process going? Are they fast-tracking for you? Here's a quote. One of the unintended consequences of this general permitting process is one of the existing projects take down the Golden Eagle number to a point where they're below the thresholds. Then the general permits can be issued to finish them off, he said. Yeah, this gentleman, and I'm quoting here, Mulvar, yeah, is said the proposed changes would be a step forward for permitting elect- transmi- electrical transmission lines. The general permit requires that lines be constructed in a way that prevent eagles from electrocutions and has been a mechanism for uh, retrofitting existing power lines. So in other words, when birds want to rest there, they're not going to get killed, right? Not going to get shocked, electrocuted. He also noted that it might incentivize wind companies to site their projects outside of areas of heavy eagle density. Again, I, I look at this and I think, okay, oh, yeah, all of that sounds just great. Hey, are you doing this for other industries? Because the natural gas and oil industries don't kill anywhere near this number of birds, nowhere near it. And yet, look how you treat them. He said, we can't afford to lose any more golden eagles as it is, and yet the wind farms keep going up. He said, we're sitting on solar projects in urban areas that would require less transmission and not kill eagles. Now, part of the story called Learning Curve. Founder of Ironside Bird Rescue said wind companies are doing a lot to mitigate uh, impacts to eagle populations. They're really conscientious about trying to save birds, yeah? Ironside is in Cody. This gentleman is in Cody where they have a few wind farms, and he says there's little chance of eagles colliding with those blades. Okay, what about other birds and bats? I'd like to know about them too. And migratory animals below that are having problem migrating because you're putting up all these turbines all over the place. Uh, He said, I've never received a bird that was hit by a turbine, though I'm sure they are hit, and when they are hit, they're dead. The bird rescuer said that there's a learning curve everywhere, and wind energy companies are gradually learning to mitigate these impacts. Okay. However, according to the Sierra Club, one million birds are killed by wind turbines every year. I have to up my numbers because I've been saying something like, you know, a half a million or less. They're saying about one million birds. And we keep putting up more. 
Uh, the organization noticed that transmission line windows and communication towers and cats kill far more. Well, but hang on a second now. So is that an excuse to put up more turbines? No, if you're saying that house cats, windows, and transmission lines kill even more birds, yeah, but is that an excuse so therefore we can put up more wind turbines and kill even more birds? That doesn't work. Once in danger, the populations of bald eagles have increased. There are now more about 350,000 of these birds uh, in the U.S., populations of bald eagles. and other, On the other hand, there's about uh, 40,000 golden eagles. Okay. But again, I, what, what I mainly want to do more than anything else is to have people who are in favor of wind power to I – mean, they constantly tell us this is green, sustainable, affordable. And I keep pointing out why none of what they say about it is true. I'd like them just to come out and admit this is not green in any way. It's a very toxic thing to put up wind and solar. I'd also like to have them just flat out admit it's not good for migratory birds or migratory land creatures. It's not sustainable. It's not affordable. If it weren't for the subsidies, they wouldn't have gone out of business a long time ago. Now, if I'm going to say there's no advantage to it, oh, no, there, there is that one advantage. Birds, let's face it, they're annoying. They're everywhere. Filling the skyways and dropping their little droppings on our automobiles, on our homes, and causing billions of dollars of damage every single year. Eating gardens right down to the nub, including the seeds. And of course, we've all seen Alfred Hitchcock's movie, The Birds. Yes, birds cost the American economy billions of dollars every year in damage. And billions of dollars to our economy by slowing down traffic at airports. And even bringing down planes by dangerously flying into the engines. So how do we rid the skyways of these pesky creatures? We've found a way. Windmills are the answer. Yes, environmentally friendly because they don't use pesticides. Massive churning windmill blades bring down birds by the hundreds every single day. And thanks to Barack Obama's incentives and subsidies, windmill farms are now popping up around the country. Last year alone, we killed over half a million of these pesky creatures. Maybe right in your own back Backyard. Join us, won't you? Call your congressman. Ask for more windmills and more windmill subsidies so we can rid the skies of these pesky, costly nuisance creatures we call birds. Brought to you by the Coalition for Cleaner, Safer Skies. If I manage to make it through this week, I would like my street jacket to be black leather and my helmet to sparkle. Thank you. Ready. Faster than a new case of measles. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Eight twenty one's the times. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the phones. By the way, triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Bill is listening in Greeley, Colorado. Hi, Bill. Hey. Hi, you're talking to Don Day this morning about all those funny things. Yeah. I saw a sign in a, in a manager's office one time. I thought it was really funny. It says, we don't want yes men around here. Everybody agree? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like kind of collecting stuff like that, you know, stuff that makes you kind of go, wait a minute. You know. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. You can imagine... 
starting a meeting and say, okay, guys, I don't want yeah. this better up here. Everybody agree? <laughs> One of my, you ever see Monty Python, The Life of Brian? Uh, Monty Python, okay. what? Life of Brian. In there, oh, yeah. the main character, Brian, says to yeah. the crowd that's following them, you are all individuals. And everybody repeats, we are all individuals. One guy in the crowd. One guy in the crowd. I'm not. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> I love stuff like that, though. Yeah, oh. I think those things are really funny. You know, people... People should laugh at stuff like that because it's pretty funny stuff, you know, when yeah. you think about it. But some people have a pinched, pinched up, pinched I, up lip when you do that. I think so. All right, thank you, Bill. Appreciate Triple Eight ninety seven with the phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Couple of things when I was talking about wind farms and getting easier permits to kill more birds. Ran from for danger. Why the hell can't the EPA, PETA, and all those other mentally ill people just go away? Yeah. But um, part of what – this is where she says that uh, this is how she knows all of this is just nonsense, right? Well, I had done the math, and I just sent her a note saying, doing the math, according to the Sierra Club, wind turbines are killing about a million birds – a year. Not North America, like worldwide, they are saying. Kills about a million birds a year. All right. Assuming their number is correct for sake of argument, I did the math. Roughly, we're talking about 2,740 birds a day, if their numbers are correct. David and Whitney, working in the natural gas industry, if we had an eagle's nest on location, we would have to shut it off until they left. Yeah, see, this is what I'm talking about. If you have a wind farm and there's birds flying around the turbines, now some of those wind farms, they turn off when birds are near. Okay, that's one of their possible solutions. But birds keep coming back. And this is, how do you stop that? It's not possible. Let's not forget the bats too. A lot of bats die late at night. But yeah, David, you're correct. That would be... Uh, one of the problems I have with this, why is it you're shutting down natural gas and oil when there's even a bird in the area on a nest, but you're okay killing bald eagles? You'll give them a permit to do so. Now, Jim and Laramie is asking, who pays the fines? My thought is because some of these, some of these places are fine, these wind farms, and I named some of the fines. What do you want to bet they just pass that on to you? Yeah, I mean, what do you think that the wind farm or the power company is actually paying the fine themselves, or they do they just add it to your electric bill? I'm betting they add it to your electric bill, so they never actually pay the entire fine. All right, all right, slightly different story, and I'm going to go ahead and. Just make sure we get this story right, because it's one of those things where people get really excited when they hear this, but we've got to correct it. Let's go real quick. I'll go to Florida as a side example. When the hurricane was hitting Florida, there were people saying, well, the power's gone out. How are electric cars going to charge? Okay, fair enough. Uh, on the same note, having grown up in that area of Florida, as I told you, when you look at Sanibel and Captiva Islands, that's where I grew up, and Sanibel especially is just devastated. We almost lost our lighthouse. So 
here in Fort Myers, Florida, and so on, a lot of areas flooded out, power out all over the place, millions of people without power. How do you charge your electric car? Okay, having said that, let me tell you, I've been through these storms. You run out of gas, too. What happens is, just like, remember the toilet paper hoarding that started when, when as soon as COVID became a thing? All right, people will do the same thing with gas. They'll start filling up their car and anything else they can carry fuel in. And gas runs out quickly. So to be fair to the electric car owner, gas disappears fast when there's a hurricane coming. All right. Headline, journalist gets a surprise when they plug an electric truck in at a campground and find out it'll take five days to fully charge. Story says two journalists decided to drive a Ford F-150 Lightning EV truck, the lower 48 states, to Alaska and learned some of the recharging challenges they would face. By the way, if you do try to haul, if you have a, a an electric vehicle like a Ford F-150 and you decide to haul a fifth wheel or some kind of a camper, you're going to get really lousy mileage because it, oh, you get great mileage when you're not hauling anything. But as soon as you start to put a load on there, now you're getting really just crappy mileage. Having made the drive from Pennsylvania to Fairbanks in 2013, the story says, I can tell you certainly uh, required some planning driving a gas-powered SUV. Not a whole lot of gas stations in some of those areas. The towns and gas stations, once you get north of British, Whistler, British Columbia, become more sparse. And so you have to plan your gas trips when you're doing something like this, right? Well, things have changed. There's a lot more gas available, but now they're still working on EV, electric vehicles. So the two guys from this television station realize finding charging stations would be a real problem. So they would charge their F-150 at a campground. So they stopped at Carter Lake, Loveland, Colorado, and they, it's a rented campsite there. Site included 120-volt outlet level 1 EV uh, charging station. And it, they found it would take them five days to fully charge the vehicle. Now, to be fair to electric charging vehicles... Not all vehicles take that long to charge. It depends on what kind of a charging station you go to. Because there are some charging stations that can do it within like 15 minutes. There's other charging stations like these guys. What do you mean I got to sit here for five days while you slowly charge my vehicle? Price of a camping space was $35. It cost them a lot more to charge their vehicle, by the way. And again, once they decide, we're going to pull a camper, now you're really getting lousy mileage. Real. I'm going to say gas mileage. It's not gas mileage. It's an electric vehicle. That's why you, you don't call it a gas pedal anymore. Maybe just a pedal? An electric pedal? Not sure. We'll work on it. Coming up on some local news we have to take care of right after local news. Update on your weather forecast. Open phones. Triple eight ninety seven woods nice long section of open phones. Change the subject if you want, fine by me. Wake up Wyoming. Video. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. 836 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming in the studio with me. Jim Mine, Natrona County Commissioner, because Natrona County is going to have to do some rezoning, which, of course, means I'm hoping to get a McDonald's right next to my house. 
You don't want that. No, I don't want that. Okay. Well, I'm ready to purchase some golf course, by the way, in Oakcrest. Yeah. Which means I have a collection of golf balls that you would not believe. Some if I those... was playing, they probably would have been from me because okay. I always go to Probably, the right. yeah. doesn't matter if I aim to the left, they go to some the Some of those probably yours. But you're having a public hearing on this. So what needs to be considered? Well, first, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. And uh, I really do appreciate it. We need to get this information out to the people of Natrona County, the landowners, so that they understand and have a chance to read the draft of the zoning before it becomes finalized. With that said, even after the draft is finalized, certified, there's always the option in the future to meet different unseen situations where we can, you know, amend it, do a tax amendment, correct those. So, even though it becomes finalized, we can fix it down the road, too, as we see problems, as the county sees problems. Um, basically, the, the county has been zoned since the late 80s. Um, it, before that, it was like many other counties in the Wyoming, where there was no zoning or partial zoning. And then in 2000, uh, the, the zoning was rewritten again. And now we're 20 years, 22 years later, and we're trying to update it, get everything kind of narrowed down a little bit Mm -hmm. more, take care of the problems. Um, Well, problems like what? What would be a problem in zoning? So one of the problems that I had with it um, and that other people saw as a problem was some of the conditional use permits actually we're with the landowner so if if the landowner sold to the property that conditional use permit went away now with this current zoning it'll stay with the property so that that's a huge because usually when you buy a property you're you're buying not only the property and whatever but the use is with it right right so that was an issue what do you see as what we're trying to protect or preserve with zoning well, first, when this process came along and ran it by everybody, it was like, okay, do we even need zoning? Mm. You know, do we want to go ahead and just get rid of it, or should we keep the zoning and and make it better, make it less restrictive? And everybody agreed that's that's where we needed to go. That's the direction. So. Basically, zoning, you can look at it. You've probably heard the saying, good fences make good neighbors. Mm -hmm. This is a good fence. Okay. So, in other words, if somebody had a really nice house, piece of property, then all of a sudden some kind of uh, factory or metal building goes next to them. Let's do some recycling. Let's do a recycling center (laughs) right next to them. No, that's suddenly their property value drops. So, you're worried about things like that, I would say. Well, it's not just their property value, but their living standards, right? Okay. Um, So my thought on private property i'm a huge private property supporter Hmm. huge but and i want you to be able to do what you want with your property Hmm. but when what you want to do starts natively impacting prior residents people that have lived there historically the area that becomes an issue and and it needs to be discussed at a at a higher level at that Uh, point 
Do you also take into consideration what kind of traffic flow that would make? So, for example, it yes. might have been a nice, quiet neighborhood, but then just up the road, somebody started some big business. Now mm-hmm. there's a lot of big trucks, and they're going right through the neighborhood. Oh, absolutely. That's part of the whole um, – when uh, property is rezoned or a conditional use permit is given or, or something is going into an area that isn't what it was designated as mm-hmm. – that's what we look at is is traffic flow we we look at a whole variety of things first through the planning and zoning board and then it comes to the board of commissioners okay so where do i go to find out what my area has been zoned for you can go onto the county website and there's a map for that and first and foremost let me get this out there this is not anything to do with rezoning any districts or boundaries okay this is this is the language the code only those zones that are out there if you're ram currently you're going to stay ram even okay. if, if this passes it, it it will not change anybody's zoning okay um but yeah you can find it on the Nechona county website okay any tax implications on the zoning or taxes rewarding? yeah no so zoning doesn't have anything to do with okay taxes um if the assessor chooses to use a zone for tax purposes, that would be up to him. Right. But this has nothing to do with taxes at all. Okay. So what kind of language might you change? Oh, <laughs> yeah. we changed a lot. So first, we this has been a two-year process. It started in 2001. Um, and, and we finally getting to the point where we're, we're getting to where we can bring it forward to the board. Um, but the whole thing has been reorganized completely. We tore, tore the old code apart and are putting it back together to to uh, make language a little bit simpler, um, to consolidate all the different concepts into the same areas, like with like, basically, if you, if you would. Um, we put in a lot of graphics and different details. Um, you know, we're, we're, again, like I said, that with that conditional use permit, um, we've revised, we had a subcommittee come in with the mountain land owners, and, and they told us what they'd like to see on the mountain. Mm-hmm. And so with the mountain being MR1 and 2 being so specific, so unique in the area, we had an actual subcommittee come in with for those people. And, and uh and and I think we took care of them. We okay. got we addressed their desires and and put in and took out what they basically wanted. I like where it says simplify and clarify the language because as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> it should all be simple. If I open up something and I can't read it, it's garbage. Exactly. If if a law or regulation is made and it 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 regulates a person and that person doesn't understand what it is, yeah. then. It is. It's yeah. as you say, garbage, or it's it's not. It's not a good law at that yeah. point. Not helpful to anyone. No, All right. No. So you're going to have a meeting when and where, so people in your area can get in on this. So we've got three more meetings coming up uh, for public hearing and uh, public comment. We've got a planning and zoning hearing coming up October 11th. That'll be down at the old courthouse at 5:30 p.m. Um, and and pretty much that'll be the main discussion for that night then we're also we'll also have two more uh, public hearings with the board of county commissioners one on the 18th 
of October and then December 6th. Okay. People in Natrona County want more information beforehand. Where do they go? Like I said, go to the website. Yeah. And then um, call one of your commissioners if you'd like or the mm-hmm. office, and, okay. and we can talk about it. Do they have to call any particular commissioner for their area or just a commissioner? So commissioners are Natrona County. At large. At large. Yeah. We, we represent everybody. Um, I've been pretty much in, involved in this meeting with all the different subcommittees and committees and and this zoning rewrite. And so if, if you'd like, give me a call. Okay. Thank you for coming in this morning. No problems. Eight nice seeing you. 845, wake up, Wyoming. Welcome to Wiggle. Start the morning. News, weather, and a pocket full of opinions. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Eight forty-eight is the time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Off to the ice box we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. Uh, Frank, have you ever used a dog whistle? Wait a second. Frank isn't there. <gasps> Was Frank going somewhere earlier today? I. Hmm. Okay. Well, let me see here. Okay. Uh, no, I was just uh, getting ready to talk to Frank, and all of a sudden, I'm like, Frank isn't here right now. Introduction, inflation, name after that. Do I have something here? I think I had something here for when Frank was late. Now I can't find it anymore. Oh, well. Now, well, I mean, wh- what do you do when, I, when I'm supposed to get on the air and talk to Frank about sports, and here's that time? And, okay, now I hear him walking past. There we go. He's rushing to the studio. Hang on a second here. Here I am. And Frank is on the air, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. I, okay, there's what I was looking for. Frank, I had something set aside, and I went looking all over the place for it, and I couldn't find What happens when Frank is late? Frank Gambino, Studio 6. Frank Gambino, Studio 6. That's what I was looking for. The thing is that, you know, that's the first time I've heard that, and oh, okay. it doesn't go over to loudspeakers <laughs> or some, and nobody texts me. Or no, we don't have and anything like that. I was having like a that. conversation, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I lose track of time. And, and there you, you go. Know, and, you're, yeah. Okay. So, now, <laughs> do you know the question I had asked for you that fell on deaf ears because you weren't in the room? Okay, ask me again. How dog whistles work. How dog whistles work yes. is that the frequency is so high that they can only hear it and humans cannot. Or so you would think. According to what I'm reading here, so you blow as hard as you can on your shiny new dog whistle. You can't hear a thing. Fido sees you blowing on the whistle, and it doesn't make sense because he doesn't hear any noise either. Finally, Fido runs over and barks until you stop because he thinks you've lost your mind. He's hearing it. He just wants you to yeah. <laughs> shut up. I like that explanation, too. Why is he blowing so hard on that thing and nothing's happening? My human has lost his mind, which brings the next question here. And I can ask this because you have a cat. Yes. What is your cat named you? I don't know. Yeah. I honestly don't know. Okay. If you have a dog, you've named the dog, and Mm -hmm. the dog knows his name. What has the dog named you? Hopefully it's something flattering. I would hope so. To the National Football League tonight, the Denver Broncos will take on the Indianapolis Colts down in Denver, and this is a game the Broncos really need to win. They're 2-2 two two after a 32-23 loss to Las Vegas. Plus, they lost one of their main running backs in Javante Williams in that game to a season-ending knee injury. Not good for a Broncos offense that is just 
average. The Colts come into the game with a record of 1-2-1, and and they're average, too. They lost to Tennessee last week. They have a new quarterback this year, Matt Ryan, who spent uh, prior to this year his entire career with Atlanta. Broncos are favored by a field goal. Wyoming Cowboy football team will hit the road for Albuquerque on Saturday to meet the New Mexico Lobos. Folks are 3-3 three and three overall, 1-1 one one in Mountain West play after that loss to San Jose State back on Saturday in Larry. The Lobos are 2-3 and three and 0-2 oh in Mountain West Conference play. And UW has had serious problems with New Mexico over the last two seasons with the Lobo defensive coordinator and former head coach Rocky Long being one of the best in the business. And at times, in last week's game against San Jose State, Cowboys were just out physical than usually. It's that's the other way around. Big game for both teams. It's a 5 p.m. start from Albuquerque on Saturday night. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. 4A High School football this week. Number one Sheridan and Casper to be Kelly Walsh. It's the old-fashioned Capitol Bowl. The Cheyenne Central will be a Chinese. Natrona goes on the road to Gillette to meet Campbell County. Laramie will be in Gillette to take on Thunder Basin. Cheyenne South will be at home to meet Rock Springs. In high school volleyball, our latest poll is out for Wild Preps. And in 4A, Kelly Walsh remains number one. Thunder Basin two. Cody three. Laramie four. Natrona five. And three, a Lyman ranked number one this week, followed by Mountain View, Wheatland, Powell, and Douglas. In 2A, Bighorn number one with Burns second, Wright third, Rocky Mountain fourth, and Sundance fifth. And in 1A, Southeast rated number one this week with Riverside second, Cokeville third, Casey fourth, and Little Snake River fifth. In the NBA, former Wyoming Cowboy star Larry Nance Jr. signed a two-year $21 million contract extension with the New Orleans Pelicans. Nance ended up in New Orleans after being traded from Portland and after some knee problems last season, he really excelled in the postseason with a 14.16 rebound uh, play effort in the play-in game against the L.A. Clippers and three other playoff games he scored in double figures. Nance was the 27th pick of the NBA draft by the L.A. Lakers back in 2015. That's it in sports. Yeah, of course, we don't get like uh, big signing bonuses or anything like that, but again, we get free food and stuff. Well, no, 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 no. But, since well, since you put free, that out no. there, that went away. Oh, it did? Yeah. I mean, they're not even having it today. I was counting on that. Oh, they're lunch. not doing this today? No, as oh, far as see, I know. No. It's on the 13th. And, and then the next thing is, we, it's not exactly free. They have to we have to sit through a boring meeting, you oh. know, that waste our time in order to get to that food, Frank. It's painful. Well, you know what? If you read your phone or yeah. act interested and uh-huh. think about something else, yeah. daydreaming is a oh, skill okay. that all people need so for situations that, like that. Like you did back when you were in school. Oh. You look at the teacher like you're paying attention. All day. But honestly, your mind is on the pretty girl in the next row over. Pretty much. Okay. Thank you, Frank. Yeah. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. I'll go roll into news time after that. National, local, update on your weather forecast. Open phones, Triple Eight Ninety Seven woods That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Hello, sister dear. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Secret to the nine oh six. The time it's wake up, Wyoming. And it's open phone. So triple eight ninety seven woods. The phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talking about what I'm talking about, change the subject, fine by me. For the second time this morning, your favorite song. I like guns, I like the way they look. I like the shiny steel and the polished wood. I don't care if they 
big or small They're for sale, hell I want them all I like guns, I like guns, I like guns Now I was sent this this morning by The Dan, who's in Sioux Falls, South Dakota And he said, I need one of these And I thought, yeah, me too Just got it. I miss Toys R Us. I really do. I miss Toys R Us because every now and then a toy would pop up at Toys R Us. And I would think, I didn't have that thing when I was a kid. Where were those toys when I was a kid? By today's standards, the toys that I had when I was a kid were really lame. A lot of times I played with a stick because, hey, no toys. Might as well get a stick. Make it a toy. Fine. So I would go to Toys R Us and buy one of these cool new toys and then play with it for a while as an adult. As an adult, I did that. Then I would give it to some kid down the street. Like, for example, they came out with a Spider-Man web shooter. Insert a can of silly string into the web shooter, and then you fire your web, just like Spider-Man does. I bought it. I played with it for a while. I donated it to a kid up the street. Huh? Now, but it's kind of hard to get some of these toys now because toy stores are not as common as they used to be, unfortunately. But here's this one from Nerf. Nerf guns have now a gun that is a, a three settings on it, which would make it a true assault rifle. A lot of times they say, people who don't know anything about guns will say that an AR-15 is an assault rifle. The civilian version of the AR-15 is just a rifle. And it's not even a very powerful rifle. They keep saying these high-capacity, high-powered assault rifles, and they're not. But this one truly is. What the definition of an assault rifle is, you can shoot one bullet at a time per bullet over the trigger, right? Or you can switch the setting to shoot multiple rounds in a burst or even fully automatic. And when you can switch it back and forth, that's what's called an assault rifle. That's the definition, right? This is the Seymour toy gun from Nerf. It has automatic sniper bullets. It's for ages 6 through 12. In which case, I look at that and say, fine, because when I get a hold of one of these things, I may be much older than that, but you put one of these things in my hands... Yeah, I'm basically a six-year-old. It fires toy foam blasters. Has two. Now, here's where they make a mistake. Two clip magazines. No, two magazines. Not clip magazines, magazines. Realistic tactical bipod, not a tripod, but a bipod, with a telescope to stabilize the blaster. Aim at a target through the telescope. Fire single shots or go semi-automatic or automatic. Multiple fire models. Intense foam firepower. Automatic shooting gun toy gives head-to-head competition. Choose the model you like from single shot to three bursts or fully automatic. This, again, is a Nerf gun. Double magazine. And, again, they, they say magazine clips. No, it's a magazine or a clip. So, in this case, it's a magazine. But the magazine, it even comes with a high-capacity magazine of 100 darts. Quick reload. Toy comes with a stock telescope from a sight housing handgun to adjustable bipod barrel and a muzzle with custom electric gun toy means. So it's it's an electric. We see that ought to make the environmentalists happy. It's electric. 
It's an EV gun. Four different styles. Rechargeable batteries. USB charging, etc., etc. The ideal toy and gift for kids. A special Halloween gift if they want to dress up like a soldier or something like that. Or Christmas or maybe even birthday for these kids. Now, when I looked at this, and there's some pretty cool ones here. There's even one with a tripod. If you remember, go back to your, for those who were in the military, but World War II Day especially. You know, they had the big machine gun on the tripod, and it had two handles with a trigger button on the top that you would push down, right? Remember that? They have that too. Yeah. There's all sorts of different styles of guns here that are really just, wow, amazing. Now, I've read that, and right away I thought the anti-gun crowd, I bet you somewhere the anti-gun crowd went after Nerf guns. Yes, they did. Here's a headline. Santa brings Nerf guns to kid after anti-gun incident. Yeah, they, it was a, a four-year-old some years ago. He asked Santa for a Nerf gun during a trip to a local Illinois mall. But Santa decided to interject his political views and told the kids, well, pfft. No, not a gun. You don't want a gun. Not even a Nerf gun. I don't do guns, kids. I don't. After that, the video went viral because the kid was really disappointed. He wanted a Nerf gun, and he had to get an anti-gun fake Santa. So the NRA sent their own Santa to make it right, and there's a video of this Santa showing up, and he had a bag full of Nerf guns for the kid. Quote, I'm so grateful for all the people who reached out and sent Nerf guns to my son, uh, said the mother. We have received hundreds of Nerf guns. Thank you, patriots. Yeah. And the kid's as happy as he can be. There's a video here of the kid crying. This is a little boy. Because Santa said, no guns, no Nerf guns, no, we don't do that. And basically admonished the kid for wanting a gun. And the kid cries. That's the video that went viral. Then there's the video from the NRA, and the kid is as happy as it can be. What I like is the kid is wearing pajamas when Santa shows up. Camouflage tactical pajamas. That looks like they're military-grade pajamas. Because on one, uh, let me see, on his right arm is an American flag. And then on his left chest is his name. Just like you in the military and the army would have your name right there over your chest. Yeah. But it's pajamas. He also has a cowboy outfit with a vest and a hat, and the vest has an American flag on it. And it shows him here playing with all of these different kinds of Nerf guns, from uh, ones that have a drum loaded full of Nerf bullets to Nerf shotguns, to Nerf semi-automatic weapons, things like this. And so the kid is just having a good old time firing all of this Nerf stuff. Let's see. Uh, I-80 John, M2, 50 cal, machine gun. Oh, is that the kind of gun I was talking about, John? Okay. Yeah, they Nerf had... John, go get one. Nerf has one of those. I don't care how old you are, John. You can go ahead and play with one of those. Oh, and Bill and Cheyenne. The ammo is also lead-free. That's because I was talking about leaded ammo. The uh, EPA wants to ban it. So, yeah, it's it's an electric. I don't see why they're complaining. It's a green gun. No lead. Okay. It's electric. 
there you go. He's fighting climate change. He has a low-carbon footprint with his Nerf gun. What's the problem? 9.15, Wake Up Wyoming. It matters to wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Call Glenn at 888-97-WOODS and make your voice heard. AM 1030, K2 Radio. Twenty-one's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. All right, triple eight ninety-seven Woods phone number. And talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. By the way, old episodes of this program. My sister's been busy because my oldest niece had a baby. That means she's a grandma now, and she's doing grandma things, which is really taking up a lot of her time. She hasn't been able to listen to this program. No matter who you are, where you are, you can always catch up on old episodes of this program. Wake Up Wyoming app. At the toolbar, you'll see you'll see the toolbar there when you load the app, which is free to download, by the way, at your app store, right? And on the toolbar, you see On Demand. Touch On Demand. On Demand gives you access not only to old programs, and we condense it. We get rid of the news, things like that, to make it just a much shorter version because it's normally a four-hour program, right? Then also these funny bits that I play for you, Wyoming Altered States. Look for Touch That. Miss Mary is releasing Season 2 of Wyoming Altered States. So you can go ahead and tap Season 2 and listen to whatever bits you hear us play on the air, whatever she's released. And then you can listen when you want and send it to your friends, stuff like that. So all of that's on demand when you want it, and it's free. Sorry. Next story. Oh, by the way, Sister Dear, you missed yesterday the car chase episode. You'll have to ask me about that sometimes. It was hysterical. All right. The four-day work week, pipe dream or possibility? It's Thursday. Might as well talk about it. I have one, only one criticism because it's a nice long article about a four-day work week. What are the pros? What are the cons? The only pros I see to a four-day work week is a lot of people show up on Friday and they don't work a full day. Because it's Friday already. So they're really not giving their all. Now, I do, but there's a lot of people who just go, goof around because it's Friday. I'll be out of here soon. They can't wait to end the week. All right. But it goes through all the different pros and cons of a four-day work week. And here's the only thing that I have a problem with. Now, the story starts with a four-day work week. Uh, Some countries already have it. Let's see. Uh, Belgium, Spain, Scotland, Iceland, Japan, New Zealand, United Arab Emirates. California and Pennsylvania have recently proposed it. My thought is, well, leave it up to the employer. Government, you stay out of it. If you want a four-day work week in a company, that's fine. You, government, stay out of it. It is not for you to decide that's between the employer and the employee. They can negotiate something like that if that's what they want to do. Just stay out of it. Judy's in Casper. Hi, Judy. Hey, I didn't catch the gentleman's name that was on there about planning and zoning this morning. Oh, uh, that is a, let me scroll back up, make sure I get his name right. Jim Maline, M-I-L-N-E. Mile? Yeah. Okay. Milne. Okay. Milne. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about planning and zoning. 
Yeah. Now, everybody knows what a homeowner's association is, right? They tell right. you what kind of fences you can have, what color your house can be, yeah. you know, how many this and that. Well, this is exactly what I fought back in 2010 mm. in the Trump County and uh, had to really give them a spanking. Okay, first off, property values. What you do on your land has nothing to do with mine, and I proved that in court. Mm. Okay, so most people are not stupid enough to put in a slaughterhouse next to some guy's pristine property. Right. And if they tried to do that, most times the neighbors would raise a bit and it wouldn't go in, right? Mm-hmm. Planning and zoning in 2010 um, tried to make... Natrona County into a homeowners association where they get to decide everything, and this is exactly what they're doing now. Okay, they're, uh, it's called uh, the Twelfth Amendment, and it was a uh, vested interest in your property. Now, what did you have in mind when you bought that property? Whether it was a vineyard or uh, something else, um, and as long as it was before zoning, nobody said anything. There was only thirteen counties in the entire state that had zoning and nobody had any problem, okay, until now. Now they're starting to do the zoning and, and all of this stuff and it's turned into a homeowners association. They tell you uh, they adopted the International Electrical Code, the International Plumbing Code. Uh, so basically you can't build your own building without their, their permission and you have to use their types of materials uh, you can't just put up a pole barn and make it any color you want or use the materials you want. You have to go through planning and zoning. This is another control thing. Mm. This is what I fought against back in 2010, and it looks like I'm going to have to remind these guys that planning and zoning is not necessary. It's it's an evil thing, and it was evil then, and I'm looking over the... the uh, proposal here they've got exterior lighting's got to be this way landscaping's got to be that way fences and walls floodplain regulations i understand that one uh conditional use permits i understood what uh Milne was saying earlier yeah it goes with the land it should have went with the land and we made sure it did go with the land back in 2010 um in conditional use permits wireless communications it's all about control and we do not need any of them. People are not stupid. So if my son lost his job and lost his house, I have to ask permission to put a double white on the back half of my property so him and his wife and kids have a place to go. And if I have less than 35 acres, they're going to tell me no. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. It's, about, it's about control. And it looks like, uh, what is it, uh, the 10th or the 11th, the 18th and the 26th? You can bet I'm going to be there, and I'm bringing an army with me. Okay. And when you're done with all of that, come back. I'd like to know how all that turned out. Okay. I sure will. But that's what this is, planning and zoning. And I don't even know who these guys are. I did a research on them. I Mm. can't seem to find anything on the Internet. But you can bet your bottom dollar they're out of Colorado. And I just about bet my right fingernail on it Uh, because that's how this works. Colorado comes up here and starts telling us how we need to dictate our land use our property uses, and people don't like that, you know, period. I had 200 people in the room the first time they tried that. So you're going to do that again? You're going to bring a crowd? I'm going to bring a crowd. Okay. We need to look this over, and nobody needs to be told what they can do with their property. It's it's, uh, 
you know, it's a vested interest. Whatever you thought of when you were buying that piece of property, that's your right to do it with it. And if the neighbors have a problem with it, the neighbors will deal with it, with you. Not planning and zoning. So, anyway, right. there's my... There you go. All right. Well, I look forward to hearing what happens after the meeting, how that how that turned out for you. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, she's, not, she's not the only one who thinks that way. I've come across a lot of people over the years who, when it came to planning and zoning, they want to be able to do with their property what they want to do with their property. So, all right. 888 Woods, the phone number, 888-97-WOODS. I've got some local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast and you and i get back into it with more open phones you can do what i'm doing talk about what i'm talking about or you can go ahead and change the subject i have some halloween speaking of rules and regulations some halloween decorations that caused a controversy and once again one person complains and the city's got to shut down the whole thing we'll talk about that next wake up point and bottom of every hour. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Guys, I hear she's single. Okay. So, it's a picture I just found of a woman who has been arrested, and she's on a local television station. Her name is Helen. She's been charged in a stabbing incident where she stabbed her boyfriend with a ceramic squirrel used it as a weapon. Yes, you heard me right. Ceramic squirrel used as a stabbing weapon was upset over a lack of beer. Micah, that's the kind of women I tend to meet. That's why I quit dating. (laughs) (laughs) I just, you know. I kind of have to wonder what kind of places you hang out (laughs) I just, I think, I always think I'm meeting someone perfectly normal. Then there's a ceramic squirrel in the room, and I know I'm in trouble. Well... If yeah. you really know anything about psychology, yeah. <laughs> normal does not exist. <laughs> no, it does not. Anyway, you wanted to so reply to Judy. I do. I am I am so I I love her. She is yeah. just so astute on so many things and she is so right about what she just called in on. You know, this this just reminds me again of that yeah. whole Corey situation and yes, it was a Colorado company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and now all this craziness is going out there. And, you know, it's just really sad. I mean, what happens, what has happened to the rights of the Wyomingites who are first here, who have been on their properties for years, you know, and they work things out and whatever. And then, you know, here comes Colorado or some other company wanting to do some goofy thing. And what's really sad is that oftentimes it's not to... It's not to Wyoming's benefit at all, right. except maybe tax collection. You know, yeah. but they're putting the screws to their own residents 
by allowing this to happen. So kudos to Judy. Okay. And, you know, on the 10th, next Monday, actually, a lot of, uh, well, I think a lot of people here from um, South Cheyenne are going to go in and, you know, try to fight against Cheyenne City annexing more property around them. And, you know, it's the same situation. People are just sick and tired of the cities or these other companies coming in and basically making us into an HOA and increasing our taxes at the same time. Here's the thing, though. Thank you, Judy. Yeah, here's the thing I usually watch out for, Micah, when I see who's running for office, especially on the city council level, because there are many communities where the local city council or county commission becomes just like one of these neo-Nazi homeowners associations. First off, be careful of who's running for office, because you know, a lot of times it's busybodies who want to tell other people yeah. to do with with their homes and their property. You in Cheyenne well, had a problem a while ago. Somebody had put a sign, not an electioneer, put a sign in his yard that was about the sign that you same size you would have for a candidate and he just was expressing a political opinion and the city of Cheyenne tried to make that illegal in the city that was shut down but when you hire when you elect busybodies this is what you get yeah well and we do have that problem here in Cheyenne because quite a few of the people have vested interest yeah. in what it is that they're supporting or not supporting right both in the city council and and our commissioners. So, yeah, okay. people really need to be vet. You know, and that's fine. If they can be objective about things, but when you can really start tying all the pieces together and see who's right. really benefiting, when it comes out to where it's not to the benefit of the residents, yeah. there is no objectivity there then. And while <laughs> I know that not everybody can go to every city council meeting, with today's technology, you can certainly pay attention to what's going on, and that's the next problem. A lot of we, yeah. we elect these people, and then we let them go to work, and we don't watch what they're doing. And then we one day find out we can't have basic rights with our own property anymore because they voted them away in the city council or county commission. So not only do you have to make sure not to vote for busybodies, you then have to watch them. And with today's technology, that's really easy to do. Yes, it is. The only sad thing is that oftentimes, if you watch it via Zoom, you aren't allowed to have input. By the time that you do watch it, it's because the meeting has already taken place, and you're looking at it, and then you realize that you've lost all these deadlines to be able to get your opinion. (laughs) But at least that's better than not paying attention at all, which most people don't. That is true. That's a big part of the problem. All right. Yeah. All right. You have a good weekend. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. On that note, real quick, a story that was handed to me here. So there's uh, people are putting up really fun Halloween decorations. Really fun. I love when people get very creative with their Halloween decorations. Here's one place, not Wyoming. This person decided to go ahead and put up a whole display based on the television show Stranger Things. And in this, there was also, and it's so clever how this guy did it. There's one scene where a young lady named Sam is levitated above a graveyard. In Stranger Things. It's really an extraordinarily wild scene. What a great television show. This is in Plainfield, Stranger Things decorations. Again, not Wyoming. The attraction started gaining attention. And eventually people come from all over to see it and wondering how did they get the girl to float up there? Because it looks so real. And then one person has to complain. One neighbor, one person has to complain. And the city wants the whole city hall 
wants the whole thing taken down. Because one person complains. Everybody else was enjoying it, but there's that one neighbor that complains, and so we got to end the whole thing? 9.43 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Quicker than the morning paper or the 5 o'clock news, you need Wake Up, Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio. Nine forty-eight is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Frank, in your own town of Cheyenne, Wyoming, there are people putting some really incredibly good Halloween decorations up already. I, I've seen them all over the place. Yeah. The, the ones that are like the best are the skeletons that are like nine <clears throat> feet tall. Yes. Oh, those are amazing. All right, so. One of my listeners sent me one, and I've got to find out where exactly this is. He'll tell me. Brian is his name. And so it's a war in someone's front yard between the skeletons and the giant spiders. Okay. And so now there are some skeletons eating smaller spiders, and then there's some of those nine-foot-tall skeletons that are throwing pumpkins (laughs) at the bigger spiders. I mean, the whole thing's like a war zone going on in front. Now, I want to know... What's with the one there's a skeleton? He's leaning over a bucket and it looks like he's throwing up a green liquid. Oh, okay. But they've they've arra- they've hooked it up so it's like constant. Or like a fountain. Yes. <laughs> yes, of green liquid just flowing out into the bucket back up again and out again. And see, I love this time of year, Frank. I really do. You know, Glenn, but my thing is that who a can can mentally think of this and, uh-huh. and produce it in your own yard? Yes. Do you have time? Uh-huh. Do you have money? I mean, are yeah. you sh- you should be charging admission. I mean, for people look, to come by uh, your house there, and look at there it. There are far worse hobbies to have. I'm sure. Yes. Now, there's also you might have seen this on 15th Street. There's a guy every single year that does something with skeletons. Last year, I believe it was championship wrestling. They made a ring and they were wrestling <laughs> each other. This year, it's a rock concert. There's a stage. There's skeletons on stage with instruments. And then there's a whole group of skeletons below, like cheering fans. That's awesome. See? Now, I just, again, I love people like this. And there are some places wherever you, I know Cheyenne has some great places. I think there's a place in Doug, a couple of houses in Douglas that you just, <coughs> pardon me, go by their house and look and go, wow, you well, really yeah. put some work. I mean, people put work into Christmas decorations, and I appreciate that, but I also got to appreciate the Halloween decorations. I'm all over that. The National Football League tonight, the Denver Broncos will play the Indianapolis Colts down in Denver. The Broncos are 2-2 two and two after that loss to Las Vegas last week and also lost one of their main running backs, Devontae Williams, to a season-ending knee injury. Not good for a Bronco offense that is just barely functional. The Colts come into that game with a record of 1-2-1. One, and one. They're coming off a loss to Tennessee, and they have a new quarterback this year, Matt Ryan, who spent the previous time of his career with Atlanta. The Broncos are favored by a field goal in tonight's game. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys getting ready for a roadie at New Mexico on Saturday night. The Pokes trying to erase that 33-16 loss out of their heads to San Jose State. Uh, and they are 3-3 three and three overall, 1-1 one and one in Mountain West Conference play. The Lobos are 2-3 and three and 0-2 oh in Mountain West play following a loss to UNLV their last time out. And UW has had some problems with New Mexico over the last two seasons, last two meetings at least, as defensive coordinator and former Lobo head coach Rocky Longer 
was one of the best in the business. At times in last week's game against the Spartans, folks just seemed to be out physical. That's usually the other way around. Big game for both teams. It's a 5 p.m. start from Albuquerque on Saturday night. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. High school football at the 4A level coming up on Friday. Number number one, Sheridan, will be in Casper to meet Kelly Walsh. It's the old-fashioned Capitol Bowl. Cheyenne Central will be at Cheyenne East. The Trona on the road in Gillette to meet Campbell County. Laramie on the road in Gillette to meet Thunder Basin. And Cheyenne South will be at home to meet Rock Springs. High school volleyball, our latest Wild Press poll is out. In 4A, Kelly Walsh remains number one. Thunder Basin two. Cody three. Laramie four. The Trona five. In 3A, Lyman rate of number one this week, followed by Mountain View, Wheatland, Paul, and Douglas. In 2A, Bighorn is still number one. Burns two. Wright three. Rocky Mountain four. And Sundance five. And in 1A, Southeast rate of number one this week with Riverside second. Cokeville third. Casey fourth. And Little Snake River fifth. In the NBA, former Wyoming Cowboy star Larry Nance Jr. signing a two-year $21 million contract extension with the New Orleans Pelicans. He ended up in New O after being traded from Portland. And after some knee problems last season, he really excelled in the postseason with a 14.16 rebound effort in the play-in game over the L.A. Clippers and had three other playoff games scoring in double figures. Nance was the 27th pick of the NBA draft by the Los Angeles Lakers back in 2015. That's in sports. So I just got this note here. This is good. This is Robert and Cheyenne. This is what I love about the app. People can send me texts and pictures and so on. So there's a police cruiser, and a buck has walked up to the police cruiser and stuck his head in as if he has something he wants to explain to the police officer. Yeah. And the buck is saying, and this is an actual picture of a buck doing this to a real police officer in a real police car. So someone wrote above the buck's head. He was about 5'8", wearing orange, <laughs> yeah. smells like beer, and he shot at me. <laughs> He's over there. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. We're rolling to news time. By the way, uh, thanks, Robert. That's <laughs> Coming up on news time right after that and your weather forecast. It's Wake Up, Wyoming.